0: Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Tuesday, January 18th, 2022. Have you ever been in a conversation with somebody who frankly needed to do a lot less talking and a lot more listening? Or... Maybe, perhaps, you on occasion have been that person that needs to do a little less talking and a lot more listening. We're going to see that really in a couple scenarios today as we look at our two different readings uh, in our Revival from the Bible reading plan. Let's start with the Old Testament and the book of Job. Now, in many ways, this should be a day of big anticipation for us. As we get to the book of Job, we've had to listen or maybe even suffer through some of the the conversation, especially from Job's three friends who repeatedly give him bad counsel. And we've seen even Job, uh, not everything he says is perfect, but now we come to somebody that we We can listen to without question. We can affirm everything that is said because God shows up and speaks. And it's interesting. He specifically speaks to Job. It says that he answered Job out of the whirlwind. And look at his first words to Job. Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Dress for action like a man. I will question you and you make it known to me. I mean, those are pretty strong words that God uses there uh, to speak to Job. I mean, saying, hey, Job, get dressed and listen up and I'm going to ask you some questions and and you let me know. God comes in pretty strong here. And, And I think it's so important for us to listen to that. Because many times when we suffer in this life, we start talking. And obviously, there's an appropriateness to that, pouring out our hearts to God, lifting up our concerns to God. We are supposed to do that. But we have seen, I think, Job even uh, cross the line to some extent where he's questioning God and, and wanting to argue with God or make his case to God. And again, while we should not stand in condemnation of Job, his example certainly outshines ours. We have to admit there are moments in our lives where we start complaining or we start questioning God or we start um, really trying to argue with God and, and really say how our plan for our lives is better than his. And that's where we need to listen to these words of God saying, hey, Job, get dressed and listen to what I'm going to say, and answer these questions if you can. And then we get into the questions, and it starts just so strong. Verse 4, Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me, if you have understanding, who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? On what were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone when the morning star sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy? I mean, what what a strong question. Oh, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? And obviously the answer is, I was nowhere. I I wasn't around. Uh, I, I don't remember those things because I wasn't there. And it's not just creation itself. He gets into the complexity of it all. Uh, right? Just how intricate the world is. And that's what so much of today's focus is on. So much of it looks at creation. I mean, from everything to considering the deeps and even, even now, thousands of years later, there is still a limit to the extent we have explored really the depths of the earth. Uh, places that still we can't get to. I mean, in Job's day, there was there was no way you could basically stand on the beach and, you know, how deep could you swim? But even with submarines and technology, our knowledge of the deeps still has its limits, but God knows it all. Or even just think of the, the heavens and the stars and all that we've learned, but still, all the vastness of the universe and the galaxies. As God says in verse 31, can you bind the chains of the Pleiades or loose the cords of Orion? And even just think, you know, these constellations that still stand, that you still learn about in astronomy classes. God speaking of them thousands of years ago, the God who created all the stars, who knows them all, by name. And then he gets even into specific animals, speaking of the lions, speaking of horses, hawks, just all these different things. And that's where if we stop and we think about creation, it is amazing. It is intricate. And God designed all of it. And God's saying, hey, did you do that or did I do that? Oh yeah, I did that. I'm the one who has put all of this Together, and it's going to lead to. We don't quite get to the punchline today, but tomorrow in chapter forty, we'll see Job realizes. Okay, I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to be quiet and listen. And that's where we want to bring it back to our own suffering now. And and really, we want to ask why a lot. When the question we should be asking is who, we should not lose sight that the God who created the world. The God who laid its foundations, uh, the God who knows what's in the deeps, the God who knows what's in the heavens, the God who designed all the majesty of all the animals that we see in this world. He is the one that is still in control and we can trust him. He is sovereign and he has a wisdom that is so far above and beyond us. I mean, you try creating the world, right? It's so intricate. It is so vast. You and I could not even begin to come up with something as intricate and as vast and as amazing as the world in which God created. That's, that's a reminder. His wisdom is so far above and beyond ours. And in some of these moments, we need to honestly be quiet and listen to God. Trust him. And for maybe some of you that are going through uh, sorrow, I mean, we have more to the scripture even than this uh, point. We know that if you are a believer, uh, you, you are a child of God. God cares for you. So on top of all that we're seeing in this, just the power of God and the wisdom of God, we also know the mercy of God. And God might not explain to you why you're going through the trial that you're going, but can you trust him? who he is, his wisdom, his power, his goodness. Can you trust those things today? And that can help us to listen to God instead of seeking to talk back to him. Such a powerful and amazing ending to the book of Job. Next, we go to John chapter 4 in the New Testament, where we're going to look at verses 1 through 42 and really read the episode of Jesus and the woman at the well. And here's another woman who is talking a lot, asking a lot of questions when what she needed to do. And thankfully what she ended up doing was listening to Jesus. Uh, you're probably familiar with the story. He offers her living water, but she clearly does not understand what he is talking about. Um, he tells her, go call your husband and come here. And she admits uh, you know, I have no husband and Jesus then reveals all the, the painful memories of her past that she has had five husbands and now she's living with someone who is not her husband and she changes the subject, right? She's talking, you know, she's uh, trying to get it off of that. And then it really turns into a conversation about worship. And I think there's a lot in this chapter that comes back to that idea of satisfaction, even just that image of living water. Uh, a spring, you know, flowing constantly. And Jesus saying, we can have one of those in our souls. Well, how how do we get that? And it's actually connected. It might seem like the Samaritan woman is trying to change the subject, but really uh, she's getting right to the point because it's about worship. Jesus says, I'm looking for people to worship in spirit and in truth. And that is the path to really the satisfaction of our souls. You want to have living water inside of you? Worship Jesus Christ. Worship him in spirit and in truth. There's nothing in the world that can satisfy uh, like him. It's only in worshiping him. And that's where, again, we almost want to twist that sometimes and make it about us. Oh, all the satisfaction I can get. No, we find satisfaction when we make it not about us, but when we make it about Jesus. And so we see real satisfaction is going to come from knowing Jesus, listening to Jesus. Real satisfaction is going to come from worshiping Jesus. And also real satisfaction will come from serving And that's even the example that Jesus sets. I love when uh, the disciples return and they had gotten him food and he says, I had food to eat that you do not know about. And they're like, what did did somebody bring him food? But Jesus says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Jesus gets satisfaction out of serving his father and accomplishing his mission. What about you? Is there a sense of satisfaction in serving God, um, being a part of the church, what, what he is doing in the world right now? And that's where you know we have to really say, if that's not true, that's a sign that our focus is more on ourselves. And we will not experience that satisfaction, that living water that Jesus promises because we're not really all about worshiping him, worshiping Christ and serving him go hand in hand. You can't truly do one Uh, without the other. But all that really comes, again, from listening to Jesus, listening to what he has to say, admitting as he reveals to this woman that he is the Messiah and worshiping him ourselves. That's also another interesting thing. Uh, So many times in this gospel, you'll see Jesus not give a super direct answer. And there's wise reasons why he does that because the Pharisees are trying to pin him on different things. But to this Samaritan woman, he comes right out and says, I who speak to you am he, I am the Messiah. I am the Christ who was foretold and who is coming. So today let's listen to God. And I hope that maybe you can spend some time even just praying and thinking through those words of Job, and no matter what you're going through in life, just spend some time being quiet and really praising God for his power and his wisdom. And through your quietness, admitting that he is sovereign, he is in control, and you are not. And also that we would listen to the words of Christ and, and really through worshiping him, obtain the promise of this living water and satisfaction that only Jesus can provide.